0: This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with non-stop passion and non-stop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. <laughs>
1: Du hast krasses Handicap.
2: Und ein Schließfach bei der Bank. Du bist Punk! Du bist
1: Punk!
0: hello hello everyone welcome to episode 37 of the lingaholics podcast we just keep on rolling through the 30s here folks we're going we're going we're trying to get to 40 here for our one year anniversary which is just around the corner not too far away hope everyone's doing okay doing all right uh here in alberta well uh yesterday was july it was the most beautiful weather I can remember pretty much like my entire time living in this province on an April day. Just spectacular. This morning, woke up to a good three inches of snow, folks. So that's just the way (laughs) it is out here, out west. Um, But yeah, yesterday I was just in awe of Mother Nature and just like felt blessed um, here. Especially, we're going to talk with our, our boy, Marcus, who's dwelling in Ontario right now. Which is the la situación un poco un poco calientito para yeah. Uh, But here I was like I need to get outside more, no matter the weather, no matter the weather. At like, I just have to get outside uh, for language learning. Have my AirPods with me, and I learned there's Marcus. Is this true? There's a Scandinavian uh, saying which is there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing choices and i was like that's so true that's right man it was kind of snowy and stuff i'm like okay i'm just gonna bundle up i'm gonna wear the right thing put my airpods i have to go to my school it's about a half hour walk i walked there walked back it's like i just got to get outside more man um because yeah this (laughs) ask you about the lockdown situation in ontario but i just think i don't know just the new appreciation for the outside which it's just it seems one of those things i didn't really have but then I, I do a ton of language learning, like on the screens and like with technology. And we're gonna do a big conversation today about the future of language learning. But good God, I just get out into the mountains more. Get out, get outside. No matter what you're doing, like I just wanted to high five everybody I saw outside. But yes, that's kind of a little update. Um, today's episode, we're kind of gonna be doing a little crystal balling, uh, talking about. Well, we're going to talk about a bit of the past of language learning, uh, what it looked like, uh, the shape that it became, and then what is to become. So that's kind of today's topic. And then also just one heads up for an upcoming episode. So the Hockey Night in Canada multilingual edition had to get postponed because the Vancouver Canucks were still recovering a little, but they're back. They're back now. They're playing. So next week, uh, we've got two, possibly three guests lined up related to talk about Hockey Night in Canada, which I am uber, uber excited for. So that's kind of what's on the go. Lots happening. Uh, let's go to Korea. Let's check in with Cody Hartsburg and how he's doing, how he's feeling. How's the languages? How is it? Okay.
2: Sounds good. Well, before I get started with that, I just want to mention like it's funny that you mentioned this like nature epiphany that you had. Yeah. Because yeah. I had the exact same moment a few years ago. I think it's when I went, like, sometime when I was in China. Because, like, living in China, there's just buildings everywhere and people everywhere. So, I think that's the first. I don't, like, before that, I had always enjoyed nature. But, like, I never felt the need every day to get outside. Right. And, right. like, enjoy nature and trees and the sky until I went to China. And ever since then, it's just, like... It's every scary. day i yeah. need to go outside just, and yes. enjoy enjoy the outdoors so yeah
0: yeah and, you know like even just outside here in my own town or it's like i gotta get i just gotta get out more man and i i totally get like that need for nature like you said, it, yeah
2: it, it's 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 almost it's almost necessary for your mind and yeah. your spirit I, I mean this is getting a little bit spiritual but
1: it's indispensable um, i'd say yeah, yeah
2: absolutely like being stuck indoors all the time it's not good for you in any way
0: right and the kind of revelation i had is what keeps me indoors a lot of time is language learning like the way i do things Mm -hmm. on memorize taking notes watching youtube watching netflix and it's like i gotta take this outside
1: not me man i i'm outside i'm out walking paseando uh, listening to legally? podcasts. That's like legally? my main thing. No legally, not legally. Not legally. Okay, so nation, that's funny. It's funny that you guys are talking about this because here in Ontario, um, the government has, the government thinks that battling, you know, first of all, the COVID 19 situation here is very serious. I just have to go ahead and say that and everyone should it's be socially distancing situation. and, and stopping the spread. That's very important. But the government here seems to think that the way to combat COVID-19 is to lock everyone in their houses, especially when it's like 20 degrees right. out summer. It's essentially July already. Spring hit early. Like it's already green, right?
0: Yeah.
1: The flowers right. are blossoming. Everything is beautiful. No, we're supposed to stay inside. Well, I don't buy that. So I was out today. I was out. I took a nice long hike up here on the on the hill, um, yeah. I have this nice spot where you get a nice view of all of um, downtown Toronto, downtown Mississauga, everything. You see the skyline. Mm. You can see the lakes. It's beautiful, right? And nice. I did this hike last weekend. I did the hike last weekend. It was packed. It wasn't packed, but it, there were a lot of people, right? Yeah. Went back this weekend, empty. Empty. Yeah. So everyone's lo- everyone's freaked out, locked up in their houses. And look, it's good that people are, are socially distancing and everything. That's very good. But it is my opinion that it's very important, and you guys said it yourselves. It's very important to be outside. It's very important to get that vitamin D. It's very important to get exercise. So mm-hmm. That's pretty stuff. Stay healthy, both mentally and physically. So, especially now, in the when the warmer months are coming, absolutely, you know. And there's a oh, natural. Absolutely. There's a natural. Um, there's a natural process that happens. You know, warmer months, you tend to get less contagion of of uh, contagious viruses right mm-hmm. so um in my opinion i think it would be good to accelerate that process to ha- and to have more people outside and exercising and, and getting getting that vitamin d getting those rays am i right
0: yes yes yeah no like soak up
1: the sun soak and- up the sun learn more languages I think Mars, that's the Mars. way to stop COVID 19 is to have everyone go out and listen to language podcasts by themselves
0: and <laughs> holics first in your queue. Um, exactly. Go on hikes, yeah. go on
1: solo hikes and yeah. listen to and language podcasts. That's that's what the Ford gov- the Doug Ford government should go out and say. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it.
0: Like I don't know what living in a big condensed city is real, like like even when I lived in Saskatoon and Edmonton, like it seems like there was always oh, yeah and like i know saskatchewan metropolis of course so (laughs) i mean maybe just finding a green space isn't as easy uh for people that like it's it's very easy here even this little town or like city like calgary like go to a park go out and like just get that nature get that vitamin d soak up that sun so like i always thought urban designers or planning was kind of like a uh, whatever kind of profession but now i'm like that's paramount man like we should have more mm, green border, spaces yeah. people can get out mm-hmm. to so so yeah man it's like just whatever the weather now i'm just i'm not i'm never gonna be mad at the weather be like you know what let's get out of this let's do something <clears> right that. right so
2: especially when you live in a place like alberta like you can't depend on the weather to be good
0: no right. exactly you'll be waiting forever
1: yeah right. wait are you serious the well, weather are- in alberta is great are
2: you well, like, serious
0: <laughs> no but it's okay a season like right yes. now it's pretty sporadic like it's boys not- yesterday was the nicest day ever, yeah, but it's always forever. sunny
1: it's always sunny it's the sunniest place in north america essentially
0: yeah but today like it was like the exact opposite it was like yeah but
2: that's weird
1: like windy-y. here you should you should come to terrible man that i ontario i mean sorry <laughs> um it's 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 ra- like last week was all raining all rainy yeah. every single day yeah i know when bc gets their pile of rain too no i know um yeah it's, it's, just... it's, there's no sun here like a, you look at the forecast and it's like just rain 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 rain, rain. it's april yeah it's ontario yeah. april for you. So it's, anyway, man. It's just like know. one of
0: those things I want to like because we talked about like language learning routines and habits. And now I've decided I'm not driving to work. I'm gonna leave here at like 7:30. Instead of like just sitting at my kitchen table listening to Easy German, I'm gonna um, at seven thirty with walk out the door I'll take a backpack with me I'm to the bang, going to the school to the bam. there you go and that's that's uh it's an hour like it's a half hour each way so that's an hour walking just right there man and it's like oh, I was yes. like, why am I not doing like simple little things like yeah that? that's
2: like that's like the same with me right because I yeah. I walk to work every day my walk yeah, is is kind of crappy it's through like a gross kind of industrial area but I mean still outside or, yeah i'm still outside i'm still we'll able to i listen to the talk to me in korean grammar podcasts
0: mm-hmm.
2: once a day when which is I'm pretty cool what now.
0: you're doing it in korea itself yeah
1: yeah man i'm I'm such a big proponent of outdoor recreation like i can't believe how much of a proponent i am honestly and uh, i yeah, just think yeah, more people too. and it, it it frustrates me because i know people are going crazy alone in their houses right it just frustrates me because I know that the best way to, to battle this pandemic is to be outside and, um, and they going for long hikes. You don't okay, have to do anyway, with other people. Just go along.
2: Let's, let's yeah. not let COVID take this podcast over. No, so no, no. Let's but I'm updates. just going to put,
0: putting that. Yeah. Nature. But you asked, that was my big asked. revelation.
1: Yeah. Nature on, mm-hmm. on is important. And a lot of people yes. are, are forgetting yeah, yeah, about yeah. it now.
0: And like, I just want to like n- integrate, language learning into nature like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i go on a hike next weekend like i asked a couple of our buddies um josecito luis like man we'll speak some spanish there if they can't go i'm just gonna go by myself uh listen listen to some podcasts so yeah so hopefully no matter where you are in the world if you can get out and get some green green space some sunny rays and yeah go outside folks languages throw on a pod
1: and take a two-hour hike yeah yeah
0: but cody How's the Korean going, man? You're yeah. listening in this industrial area. <laughs>
2: so yeah, man. Um, yeah, so Korea's going pretty well. Uh, I had a really good weekend. I think um, this month in general has just been, it's just been really rough. It's been quite the adjustments, but I'm, I'm coming out of it stronger on the other side. And there's really nowhere to go but up from here. So I'm really looking forward to, to my time here. From now on, it's going to be good. And especially like this month, I'm going to be able to start focusing on really start heavily focusing on improving my Korean. And also next week, hopefully, I will, I'm going to look into this this week and hopefully by next week, I'll be able to start taking Taekwondo, which is awesome.
0: Solid, man. Mm -hmm. Like all, because like all the instructions will be in Korean too. Like when you had yeah. Chinese doing kung fu, was that all in Chinese? I'm, I'm
2: uh well <clears throat> so the kung fu master that we had there, he, he spoke English. Yeah, but um he didn't speak perfect English. So it was like a mix of Chinese and English. Right,
0: right. Yeah. So hopefully but
2: I don't know I don't know what my situation is gonna be like here at whatever Dojang I go to, but um yeah, it could wind up that I end up with somebody who doesn't speak any English and that'd be great. Right. <laughs> I would love that. be solid.
0: It'd be solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And how's uh, how's the teaching going in Korea too?
2: Yeah, the teaching the is, it's, it's interesting because at this school, I don't have a teaching assistant. I'm, I'm by myself. And a lot of the kids don't speak English very well. So that means I have to use Korean in class and that's proved to be extremely difficult. And at first it was kind of frustrating because I kind of wanted to just get into a rhythm of teaching and just like teach the material. And like, it wasn't really up for the mood for experimenting with my Korean. Um, but I've changed my mind now. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is a great opportunity for me to improve my Korean. So sorry, kids. Like it's not going to be a fully immersive English classroom, which is the best for language learning.
1: They don't care, man.
2: But they don't care. Yeah. The one they <laughs> one. Care. They don't care. <laughs> and two, it will not only will it benefit them for me to have better Korean, but it's gonna benefit me because my Koreans get really good. So I'm like, all right, I guess this is half English class for them, half Korean class for me.
0: So which ones need more Korean? The younger ones or the older? Oh, the
2: young, yeah, the younger ones, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's basically a scale. The younger you get, the more Korean you need. <laughs>
0: right because how long the so the older kids they've probably been doing english studies since they were like little kids yeah so the the two
2: the two oldest classes i have i don't really use any korean in those classes i don't need to yeah okay but the younger kids yeah absolutely and one thing i wanted to mention about that i don't know if i talked about this in the last podcast but um if you want to work on your pronunciation in any language Talk to kids around the ages of six to
1: eight mm-hmm. because
2: Why? they are not afraid to tell you when you suck. As <laughs> <nurses heard laughs> words.
0: That makes sense. Like, like, what do you mean? They, like, They'll we'll just be like, hey, they, that's wrong.
2: They actively go out of your, like, whenever you say something a little bit wrong, they always just fix you. They're always like, no, it's this. <laughs> Okay. And then that's like the objective litmus test. That's how you can really know if you're pronouncing words. Right. Just talk to kids around the ages of like six to eight.
0: And I'm guessing that age too, like the language doesn't have to be as complex either. No, like, not
2: really. But you uh, you would be surprised though. Yeah,
0: no, I just, um. okay. Yeah. Um. I'm actually, I'm doing this teacher uh uh, professional development online There was just a talk recently actually about the different vocabularies that you have at uh different ages actually is mm-hmm. pretty especially like for the young ages and well oh yeah okay here's the numbers i got so when you're two years old uh you have a vocabulary roughly 300 words and then uh that's it, two three years old uh 900 words four years old 1600 okay five years old 2100 so yeah you're six to eight you're already expanding Good question
1: all. I have a question. Yeah. I was I was always curious about those word counts. Do you think that involves or includes verb conjugations, different forms of verb conjugations? I don't know because I, I was, was always not. thinking about that because if you, I, if I don't you have a language so. with a lot of conjugations that that then that just exponentially multiplies the the word yeah. count. I'd have to look at the
0: study that they're referencing like if like the verb to be just counts as one word and like am, are, is
1: that exactly yes, like, because so. I, I was. Think, looking I don't think they count.
2: I don't think they count.
1: I don't think it counts either because I was looking up. I was looking up. Um, like, what's it called? Like dictionary sizes. Oh yeah. You guys know I was. Like, I was sending. That. I was right. sending you guys mm. those lists of countries or dictionaries in the world ranked in terms of their content their number of items right yeah and obviously in a dictionary you wouldn't look up a word and get like the full conjugations you would just look up the infinitive yeah. form of the verb exactly
0: yeah like that's why um like on the website linked like steve coffin's website it has a once you know a word it like tracks that you know that word but like uh as everyone kind of you caveat that with like because it includes like every single verb conjugation within that mm-hmm. count yeah. so i mean yeah, I might say you know ten thousand words, but if they're all based off of like, like let's say four or five, or based off one verb, like that has to bring it down, like quite a bit. It's not like you learned like a unique vocab there. You were just learning like a conjugation. So, and I think that like same with like Slavic languages too, like mm-hmm. like that. But I guess this is going to the point of like because um, in this conference i'm taking they're talking about like micro fluencies everyone's always like big fluency and you know? like the grand picture it's like man you can get like micro fluency in like 300 words 900 mm-hmm. words and kind of you build up like from there just to- what does that mean that yeah. you're able
1: to talk about like a specific yeah, like, like a two-year-old has a 300 like on average no but i mean words. like if you're really good at let's say talking about restaurant stuff or introduce we are talking about like dishes and foods and stuff
0: yeah exactly right so i'm like i go on to you all day about restaurants but the moment you ask me about like zoo animals i'm yeah out. yeah
2: and exactly that's the problem with with like with kids too because like that's it's really interesting because when you're an adult and you first start learning a language you start learning the words that adults use and then you go and then so like for example when i go into my classroom with the little kids they've got all these animal words and all these kid words that, I'm, that they're learning in english i'm like yeah i don't know how to say like any animals other than like <laughs> the very basic animals in korea right
0: <laughs> right because like your interests just take over more mm, yeah in as an adult yeah you can actually scale like give me any language and i'll dabble in it hard to learn 300 words by like next week like and like a, that would take a two-year-old in that language like two years, mm-hmm. two years right so yeah. it's, it's, you can scale things up way faster for as sure an yeah. adult. no you're not going to have like the native I mean, that's what this thing is you like you calculate the amount of hours that kids are actually soaking up that language and how little actually comparatively as an adult or even as a second language learner if you say you're only doing it a certain amount of time like that's minuscule compared to when you were a baby so yeah it's just like i don't know when you're when you're an adult you have some advantages and then disadvantages at the same time i mm-hmm. think ties back to like our very first episode we talked about
2: yeah because i mean adult brains are extremely powerful and if you set your focus or your aim onto something you can obliterate that target and show yeah, we're all lazy knowledge.
1: that's the problem
2: I know Both that's are lazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. They have other
1: things to worry about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the question is, are there methods or technologies? Maybe like you know, <laughs> futuristic. <laughs> are there technologies where you can kind of be lazy and still...
2: Okay, well, we should Pick get off the languages Mar- from Marcus first.
1: Okay, that's. I appreciate that, guys, because I got some course, big news. Course. I got some big news here in the language Graham, learning lockdown lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, the lockdown. Sueco is gonna start taking Portuguese classes.
2: Portuguese. Oh.
1: Quinta-feira, Quinta-feira, Quinta-feira. He's got. Feira? I got. I got a new Italki class scheduled uh, for see. Quinta-feira, which is Thursday. Brasileiro de São Paulo, de verdade. São Paulo. So I'm gonna I'm going hard at this guys. I'm serious about Portuguese. Very serious about it. I'm gonna start taking Portuguese classes with a relatively high frequency. But hey guys, you know what? I'm not gonna forget about my other languages. So I scheduled an additional class Sunday morning of français. Uh, Sunday morning. So I got two classes scheduled now. Francais Francais, uh, um, on on Sunday and then Thursday before that. So this first Thursday, I have uh, Portuguese. I'm starting (laughs) out. Guys, I'm going to exit. I'm going to exit this quarantine, this lockdown, locked and loaded for those meetups. We're going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. Because now I've got a lot of volume, a lot of listening volume with Portuguese, French, everything, right? German, Spanish, everything. I have that in my brain. I have—I feel like I have a cloud of vocabulary that I've been able to acquire just through hours and hours of listening. And you're right? ready to
2: unleash that But now I'm ready, that power. I'm, I'm ready
1: to unleash that power.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what I feel like. No, that's literally what I feel like. So if I can just get some practice, some speaking practice in, when these meetups start, when these meetup, when the meetups open up again here in Ontario then I'm going to be, I'm going to be ready. Yeah. I am pumped.
0: I think that has to be the way to do it nowadays. It like, especially if someone's like, I, I would never pay for beginner language lessons now to be completely Frank. Like,
2: yeah, no, intermediate.
0: especially Just like do intermediate. Well, yeah, I know. But the thing is like right now it's like save my German. I did have a bit of German uh, lessons earlier, but, um, Whatever the language, like, uh, once you've kind of been doing this long enough, you know how to teach yourself, like, the basics. Like, to me, that would mm-hmm. be just a waste of time if you were paying somebody to something you could, like, just pick up on your own, like, just that basic stuff. But then I think, then it's like, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm kind of rolling with a conversation. Yes. Um, and I'm not trying to, yes. like, put out the but early, you start the early that level teachers early. out there. But I'm saying just once you kind of get experience, With this, it's got to be the way most polyglots or language learners do it now. It's because, like, why would you pay somebody to do the basic stuff? If you're learning your first
2: language, it's okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, no, for sure, for sure. Need some
1: guidance. But here's my opinion, guys. I think I you're 100 right. First of all, I agree.
0: Well, I just think it's completely. I
1: I I, no, but it makes sense too. But here's the thing. I think that first class, speaking class, should be fairly early. I think it should be earlier than you're comfortable with. I think it should be, like, I started Catalan.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, I I just started Portuguese, like, a month ago, a little bit more. Maybe five weeks. And I feel like right now it's perfect to start having just, like, Portuguese fluid discussions, right? I feel like I'm just right there. I possibly could have started a little earlier, but I've been a little bit lazy here. Where I've been preoccupied with with uh, doing a bunch of other things here and setting up my life in Ontario. Yeah. But uh, I think right now, it's definitely time. Definitely, uh, definitely time to start um, speaking Portuguese. Yeah, like,
0: there's this huge debate, I guess. Plus, we've been the... doing it. Sorry. No, there's this huge <laughs> debate in the language learning community about when to output. By output, they just mean speak. Um, like Benny Lewis, do it from day one. Matt versus Japan, more of like just immerse yourself for an entire year before you say much. I think I'm representing oh, you know, I And this ties, I'm trying to like frame this. And I think this goes back to like that micro fluency that I was just talking about. Or it's like, yes, I agree with you in the sense that you should you should like push you outside of your comfort zone. That's the whole comprehensible input philosophy of like X plus one. What does that plus one mean? It means you're a little uncomfortable. You're a little unsure you don't know exactly what that is Um, because yeah I don't know I just find this debate like a little null after a while because it's like well when I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have experienced language learning and then when I just feel comfortable I'm gonna dive right in like it would make zero sense if I was like only to listen to Portuguese for a year right now and not try singing. I don't like that I don't and like because like, like I, I can easily do, do it and then um I still I guess something, something we could add a Seabolt because I think he's he was like just immersing himself immensely in Japanese, but I don't know exactly what his philosophy was on doing outputs. But I agree, with, like with Marcus, I think you should be uh, being con- being uncomfortable doesn't hurt. Like, like your brain should hurt after a lesson.
2: Yes. Right? yes
0: And the only reason it's going to hurt is because you're uncomfortable. Yes, but it's but a it's good fun hurt too it's, it's, it's kind of like oh, it's,
2: it's, it's very similar to like after going to the gym like that feeling of oh, your muscles being sore it's not yeah. a bad sore it's good sore
1: yes yeah after taking uh-huh. an itucky class the feeling is very similar to going yes. like after going oh. to the gym yeah it's very so similar so. i get that cody yeah. we're connecting on this
0: <laughs> yeah No. like holy i recorded like when i did ukrainian a few years ago like 50 less like 50 hours recorded and i just remember like when i'd those recordings like holy smoke i mean my brain being like fire right so yeah but i mean but i think we've talked about it before like it takes a while to get up to like like that's very impressive cody was taking korean lessons very early on when you weren't using any english right on italki right mm-hmm. so basically from the korean war to when did you start taking those italki Oh god, I mean, I um, it was like in the fall, late summer? I think October? October. So you would have to yeah, so you built up that base, right? So that was like uh I don't know what, four or five months? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna dive into this yeah. into
1: taking lesson. So yeah, man. So, so, guys, can I just go re- through real quick my my selectivity process for getting Italki tutors? That's a good. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm curious. How so, do you choose? So, first <laughs> of all, let's start with let's start backwards. So, let's start with French. Now, first of all, I'm really keen on practicing or developing this Quebecois Quebecois. So, so I was looking for Canadian Quebecois teachers, mm-hmm. which first of all surprisingly few still a surprisingly few eh? yeah
0: that's always seemed to be the case because i few.
1: now i found some theo some uh some uh mick um quebecois quebecois right younger guy we'll see if he, he pans out if he's all right or not but he was one of the few that i had to choose between but he had you know a little bit of a way <laughs> in his accent <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo just while you're on the topic of french accents everyone has to go watch uh big bong the youtubers french accent video he was like it's in it's incredible he does like not he does like russians learning french accents oh, okay. everyone go we'll, watch. we'll take that we'll take <laughs> like that out 30
1: accents we'll check that out yeah, anyway so so i went with this guy we'll see how that works out hopefully it worked. It, it's cool but i mean like i go after yeah, personality out, everything i go after personality and i don't care if they have zero classes or a thousand classes and i don't care how good their video is or not i want someone that i could engage with right mm-hmm. i want someone right. who can like who i can really talk to you know and like to goof around with without like it being awkward or whatnot you know how i am like i like that type of stuff i want i want personality right and that i found this guy this uh this uh this dude from sao paulo sao paulo super um like (laughs) his, his intro video not very impressive and like not many classes he was going for like nine dollars an hour <laughs> so like this was like after scrolling to like Economical. the 10th or 15th page right so not like one of the not like the top shelf guys but right? not like the super prestigious expensive guys mm-hmm. quite the contrary i hope he's not listening following <laughs> <But> here's, <the laughs> <laughs> here's the thing he seems super cool like he, he <laughs> just like some 20 year old uh dude who's going to school going to university and then on the side he's doing some italki class or something like that and i feel like we could really hit it off you know oh totally nice some yeah some really uh, cool conversations so i'm i'm um, i'm quite ecstatic about that i'm looking forward to quinta feira yeah no. what do you I think have... about what, well, what had... do you think about that
0: well, no, I remember that one time since you guys like, I think I've had like 60 or so different italki teachers. And yeah, it's fun when you, I, yeah, price thing. I think some languages definitely cost more like, like German. Like if you want to get German, it's definitely like more expensive than say like Ukraine, right? And that all makes sense. Like economically, like people living in Ukraine compared to Germany and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, yeah. But I think it's good to, like usually i'll buy like the packets like the five or teners, and then and not initially you know,
1: though you need you I need to find did. it yeah. well, yeah, but you need to idea. find a, uh, a person that you're Sometimes
0: you just, I'm with
2: marcus on this yeah no
0: go ahead do what you want like i'm just like ah, this person looks cool let's buy five from them and then go for it so like yeah do it did you want and then after those five after those 10 um see how you're vibing and then Cause yeah, at this point, I think I've had like two or three different German ones. I had like phew, like ten different Ukrainian ones. I just kind of bounced around different stuff. Yeah. So, but yes, yes, if it's good, if some reason you are going to spend like tons of hours with, hopefully you're vibing with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: so, super important. Yeah.
2: It's all about the selection process. Everyone's everyone's got their own. We all know
0: right? who had the best Italki intro video ever, though. We all know oh, yeah. who that was so. <laughs> <laughs> Pinch of color. Speaking of okay. Today's topic. Shall we get into?
2: Yes,
1: let's do it. I'm a lot.
0: Speaking of like weekly topics, uh, I've been loving Ricardo Simcott's kind of been doing this. Like he does his own live stream, 10 a.m. every day. And he has like a weekly topic. So I'm like, I love I like the weekly topic idea. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so the topic today about the future of language learning, which Mr. Cody. Came up with uh, when he was watching. The, I watched a couple episodes of that uh, Year Million show. What'd you think? Plus, yeah, yeah, liked it. Really liked it. I gotta, I gotta finish the rest of it. What's this? What's this? Uh, it's called Year Million. It's a uh, futuristic. How would you describe it, Cody? It's like a. It's, it's
2: kind of like a documentary on what the future could look like within the next few decades.
1: In what language?
2: Which... Oh, it's in English.
1: In English. Then why, why? would you watch? I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. Shut dude. English.
2: It's cool, man.
0: I love it. Ricardo Simcoe was talking about that recently. He's like, you know what? In the polyglot community, it's kind of heresy to like English. He's like, I love. It.
2: I know, right? Yeah. So I was like. like any- like, anytime i watch something in english i like i feel guilty
0: <laughs> i didn't look like, i actually I was, I was just more eager right away was there subtitle options usually i i'll settle for that
1: yeah. every time i listen to an english podcast i feel guilty that's kind of funny every time i listen to a sam harris podcast which happens every once in a while because i like the guy um i feel kind of guilty though i was like oh, <laughs> English,
0: he's not giving me anything matt versus japan saying he started to hate silence because he's like why aren't I listening to my target language? Right? <laughs> so, um, okay, so yeah, it's a cool show. Like anything, so yeah, funny. futuristic. Um, but just before we dive, like, kind of into the technologies, and like, I have a, this idea with uh, teachers, and the teachers could be replaced with like an AI one day because they, like, they can specifically know like what level of vocab to use. With the students um oh, we have a shout out like so the language learning of the past too i thought like if you want to draw this out to the form the whole picture mm. um like you got to think like the dawn because steve kaufman saying like we live in the golden age of the polyglot and this is obviously the internet and apps have been the main force behind this i'm just fascinated by guys like steve Um, that we're doing this back in like the 60s and 70s where like just maybe even learn a basic like one of the main languages like German or Chinese like that would just spend a lot of library time cassette tapes uh, like just I don't know the access now of languages is just even compared to a short while ago it's already been kind of revolutionized and Mm -hmm. then like it's kind of funny when you read about like polyglots in history that like how did they do it it's kind of
2: yeah and it also like it depends on the 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 period of history you're talking about too right because like if you're if you want to reference like the time where steve kaufman was really active like so for like the most of like the the later middle of the 20th century Mm -hmm. like before the internet was really a thing like that was well, because obviously that was like the most advanced time before the internet. But even yeah. then, you really only had three options to learn a yeah. language: is go to the library. Yeah, you need a teacher, somebody from that country, to teach you, or you need to be in that country. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Only, basically, only three options, and they're very, very big investments that you would have needed. To, and they the options were much more limited too, right? So.
0: yeah, no, and think mm-hmm. of like even a live like the library thing still a little I mean it because depending on the language nowadays, you can't always get access to like everything prime. Like there's not a Pimsler or Duolingo for things. So if you're dabbling like a smaller or you're going for a yeah. smaller language, so but yeah, like what I find is like tough with like a library book. Like I, I own like a Hungarian book that I bought at a bookstore. And like when I when I remember cracking open initially, it's like like the the pronunciation guide is sometimes like romanization to help you. Like this, like the books, the library books, unless you can get like the audio accompanying it. Like I don't know how people. I'm such an audio supremacist now. Like I don't know how how people did it before. Like I think audio is like so key to to language learning.
1: Okay, let's. What about dictionaries?
0: <laughs> okay, but like who learned who learns a language from just a dictionary
1: though I I I use a dictionary a <laughs> lot <laughs> just a dictionary.
2: Yeah, but you don't learn a language only using
1: no 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 but they're language. useful they're learn. handy they're 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 also very they're essential
2: Yeah but we're talking like just the resource for the internet like you needed yeah. to have access to native speakers
1: oh, I, in, I, in I, your look, town I'm 100% on board but I was just bringing up another example Let's yeah, take yeah. Dic- dictionaries, for example. If you want to look something up, that'll take you five minutes to find. We'll go through oh, all the pages and find. Oh, yeah. And gotta, like, go through and yeah, it'll like, take you five minutes to find one word. Now it's like, bam, two seconds.
0: Like yeah. app dictionaries now. Like, right.
1: or And like the... Google, Google Translate, it'll translate like entire phrases, entire mm. sentences.
2: Yeah. So yeah, this, this leads into like the first kind of technology that we could get
0: into is that okay yeah well i just want one more okay the most famous polyglot in history is this guy named mezzo fonti mm, yeah. and he learned like 40 to 50 languages and he did it all based off of the lord's prayer like he would, because he was a uh, he worked at the vatican yeah so he was constantly getting people traveling through and they would just recite him the lord's prayer and just base that was like his hack tool Dang. to get a grip of the languages wow but but even then it's still kind of a bit of mythology on how well he learned the actual languages, but he was like a renowned polyglot in the 19th century
1: doing it. So, but yeah. How so many, just, how many just, languages did he learn?
0: Uh, 40 to 50 or so. Oh, wow. Um, Reportedly. Uh, if anyone wants a good read, it's called Babble No More by Michael Arard. The first like quarter of the book's all about Mezzofanti and how he did it um and so but yeah so it's just like you kind of read about some of these guys in history it's like how did they do it kind of thing so um but yes all right cody so what's the first big technology
2: <laughs> okay so we were mentioning that um when you had to look up words in a dictionary yeah it takes you like five minutes to look it up because you got a physical dictionary well, not five
1: can't... minutes, but figuratively speaking, a long time. Yes, it feels like it's, five minutes.
2: Yeah, it's a little bit cumbersome. Yes. And um, now we have something like, like Google Translate or any kind of translation app. So you, you take out your phone, you type it in, blah, blah, blah. 20 years from now, we're going to look at that method the same way as we look at dictionaries because we're going to be able to just instantly tap into that information in some kind of i don't know what form this is going to take but we're going to have that implanted in our brain or something and we're going to be able to think of it and instantly have that information in the blink of an eye
1: so you're basically you are basically saying that we'll be able to download languages into our brains
2: Yes, essentially. Yes. And I'm thinking the idea of, so this idea of downloading languages, this is the first one I want to talk about. So I don't know when this will happen, but at some point I, yeah, I think that people will be able to download languages just like you can download a game or download whatever, but um, how amazing is that? That you can just, go to the well you won't be able you won't even need to go to a store you can just go into the market in your in your the future goggles or whatever (laughs) and you can you can just pick okay i'm gonna buy this language that sounds like horrifying and then it takes like a day or two to download it or whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah. yeah like Okay, but okay. If you can download like Greek into my head, can't you download? I don't know how to build a rocket ship too. Like,
2: oh yeah, this, isn't we're talking language, this right? is talking about yeah, knowledge, right? Yeah, we're talking about.
0: So I don't want to learn anything.
2: Yeah, like you can learn coding. You, you can, can download, download the
1: internet into your brain. Yeah, so Everyone <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the world would have the internet in the brain. At, we are all at Canadian. all times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So, in terms of languages, so yeah, you download Greek into my head. Do I have like the perfect Greek accent? Like, is my grammar perfect? I know all the That's words. The like, how does it, it's just like, a, how does that work in the human brain? It's,
2: uh, Let, me uh, Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay,
1: sure. Let me tell you. So, just scientifically, nobody knows. Like what Elon Musk is talking about with Neuralink. That's just to essentially record and send electrical impulses, right? But you're going to have to figure out a way. First of all, you're going to have to figure out how the brain works and how the brain stores information. And let me tell you, it's not binary. (laughs) It's it's not just ones and zeros. (laughs) It's way more complicated than that. No one understands. So what essentially what Elon Musk is doing is that he essentially realized that the brain is sending out signals, which can be translated into a binary system of ones and zeros one being yeah. a signal of electrical impulse and zero being nothing. Right. Uh-huh. So if you tap electrodes into your brain and send and you're able to start sending out, um, these electric, electrical signals artificially, right. And by doing that, you're able to control very basic cerebral mechanisms, right? Right. Very basic cerebral basic. mechanisms here's the thing in order to start downloading languages into your brain, you're going to have to figure out, okay, how does the brain store information? Cause it's oh, yeah, not, steps, right? it's, it's not just but, like um, electrical impulses. It's way more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea. We have no idea how that works. Yeah. Like that's so
0: complex to like, it's so crazy. How, like I have memories right now that I wouldn't be able to think of, like all night long unless somebody like reminded me of that memory right Mm. like so it's like yeah how your brain stores knowledge like it's it's there but i just can't like if you're ian give me a story from 2005 i'm sure i have a bunch of stories but unless somebody like triggers (laughs) that somehow right it's there but i'm not accessing it like like right now
1: so you know, certain things you're able to visualize, visualize how they're going to happen. So, for example, humans going to Mars, like there's a very concrete, tangible way of doing that, right? You send a rocket, you flip it around and then you you, uh, <laughs> you land people there. And then <laughs> after that, you're able, you know, with the new uh, Tesla or spacex engines that they're developing you'll you'll be able to fuel them on methane and you can produce methane electrochemically on mars using the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere whatnot and shoot back there like that that all makes sense right
2: oh i didn't know that
1: so i can completely visualize this happening within the next 50 to 100 years but the problem with downloading languages into the brain is that there's no tan there's no concrete mechanism like it's not very straightforward right so that's why i can't yeah. visualize this so i'm gonna right. i'm gonna shoot down your idea a little bit here cody i'm so i'm sorry let's not shoot it down it's just i'm i'm quite i'm, I'm a little skeptical I'm, I'm a little skeptical because in 100 I don't years, know. In 100 what? years? You're,
0: you're 100 you're skeptical yep. even in 100 years
1: yeah because i don't know how that works no one humanity years not, though it's it's not i'm not convinced that humanity's ever every how memories work and like how the brain actually works.
2: Okay. No, I, no, Come on, a I, hundred years, man. Marcus, years. I disagree with you. I, I honestly, this might sound a little bit like too optimistic and a little bit too trusting of humanity, I guess. But like, go back to any time in history. There's always things that we can do now that people back in time would believe that we'd never be able to accomplish. And then next thing you know, boom we got that handled we got that figured out next problem let's go
0: well cool. well technology now is the pace is completely different than, yeah
2: and the yeah. thing about technology now is that it's only increasing exponentially right so right so
0: yeah no no it is it's
2: Moore's mm, law yes, like,
1: it increases exponentially until it plateaus out you know but like
2: that's that's the question where the is plateau? the plateau going to be yeah
1: yeah,
0: for surely that's the question. But I don't know. Okay. Prove me wrong, please. Well, well Actually, episode two of that show is pretty awesome about living forever.
2: Yes. So hey.
0: Get those uh, cells working our bodies, and we're around 100 years. We'll so find was out. There, this argument. Was
1: there an episode specifically about languages? Is that what
0: you guys I brought this up? Well, no, this was what inspired Cody to think about. There it. was th-
2: okay. there was no episode specifically about languages. Like there if this languages mentioned, like spe- there's one okay, there's one episode about communication, but it's not okay. specifically like language.
0: Right. So, but no, okay. it's fascinating cuz okay, I think okay, downloading language in your head this is like way way off, but the road getting to say something like that is going to be just as fascinating in my opinion mm, because yeah. you have all types of Okay, so Neuralink. I sent you guys the article about. Okay, Neuralink or not, like because Elon Musk saying how like human language might become irrelevant. Like we might be communicating in a completely like emotive, reading each other's minds type of way. Like I'm not a neuroscientist, but that regardless, like there's been a ton of talks. Say so a big thing, two things that fascinate me: AI teaching that can is like the ultimate uh, precision machine of comprehensible input to any type of level that you are like talking to you like Lindy Botes did the did the uh video how you can speak to Siri in another language and Siri Mm -hmm. will respond to you so that's already like a version of that happening and how that machine's responding to you like it's obviously making conversation with you answering your questions if you were to ask it a more complex question it could possibly respond in that regard so I'm not sure to completely what level like if I ask like Syrian Tagalog about nuclear physics, if it's going to respond or not. Like, I don't know if it's it like that high altered, but this AI for surely, because it is collecting data. Like, that's one thing that's happening for sure. Like, the data collection to be able to form like uh, the ultimate teaching machine that's obviously in the works already. Mm-hmm. And then also, virtual reality is like, I could be in Korea right now if I had um the uh, uh, the newest coolest uh, uh, what's it called oculus rift or whatever yeah yeah, I mean yeah right now like i could be in a uh, kyeongju sitting on my couch right now having an immersive experience in kyeongju if this all progresses so i think all these technologies open like insanely cool slightly terrifying opportunities for language learning mm-hmm. so yeah i'm
2: like Um, just yeah talking about like virtual reality because it's kind of like in its infant stages right now look completely when when virtual reality grows up and you're able to immerse yourself in basically what feels like another reality yeah like that oh you're right that opens the possibilities for so much not only reality
0: can be in another language
2: yeah exactly and combined with um artificial intelligence and just the whole um, comprehensible input you could mm-hmm. let's say you could immerse yourself in whatever language you're learning let's say you for mm-hmm. example you want to learn mongolian you yeah. go to mongolia yeah. you could go there knowing no no mongolian yeah. and then then the ai knows that you don't know anything and yes. it takes you through exactly what you need
0: exactly and, and it, it knows the whole
2: time you're never confused you always right. know what's going on you can always predict what's going to happen
0: and you're right. going to learn with like 100% efficiency. Yeah. No. No. I know, man. I know. I think it's so cool. It's and it's just a matter of because Siri's. You can talk to Siri right now, so we're just talk We're basically just talking about a machine that's a little bit better and mm-hmm. knows exactly what level you're at. Maybe it even knows if you have a learning disability. It knows. Like it knows exactly, and this is and this again ties like to all knowledges. Like Ian, you only have like a grade nine level in math. This is how you get to grade 10, this is how you get to grade eleven. Which is like, which is like what good human teachers can help you do now anyway. But we're talking about like the perfect machine.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And this, um, yeah, Marcus, what do you want to
1: say? No, I was just saying that's a really interesting idea. So you're basically talking about AI becoming um very um Level. realistic and like yeah. very and then very human us,
2: and then that brings us to the whole idea of ai merging with humans the
0: language yeah. singularity. That's, that's what that is that's
2: what ai that is. ai is going to get to a point where it becomes smarter than us i the think singularity. That's singularity, also, the singularity yeah, the singular it singularity. already is
1: smarter than us it's just not human yet but once it becomes human, once you can actually sit down and talk to someone, so- someone who's, who's coherent, right? Like a human yeah, there, being, then then you know then that you're in, I don't know if you're in trouble, but you're in a very, very precarious well, situation.
2: There, there are only two real long-term outcomes. It's either we merge with AI and we become something new or they destroy us
0: what about what, co-ex- 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 what about coexistence
2: but what would be the what would be the point of coexistence
1: well no but no no, no, draw no we,
0: ethical lines
2: say,
1: like. but but yeah and Ian, it, Ian, you gotta you guys both have to realize that we've already merged for the yeah, technology
2: and that's why yeah, 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 like yeah, that like, that's yeah. this phone
0: this phone contains a ton of information that
2: and eventually that phone we're already the party
1: like Mm-hmm. Yeah, no like you can't, you can't survive without your phone how would you study language? we all get back to nature <laughs> how would you, been, how like, how I've would I've you listen to how would you listen to your podcasts like i, I would speak be to myself.
0: I just speak to myself In terrible korean i would speak to myself no no you no. you're right like like <coughs> the technology now is so like like that feeling when you're naked like oh God, i got on my phone with me like like you're just it's you're so just part of you Like mentally, psychologically already. Yeah, you know, for some
1: people, it's like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. For me, it's my language podcast, you know, that I can't live without. Dude,
0: dude, like (laughs) I get like over the spring break. I love hanging out with my family. I like i love it's all very important to do that stuff but i get like ornery when i can't like get going with my languages that's actually how like on a work week actually i can actually get more languages done because that's the way i've like structured my life sometimes so yeah i yeah, know i know what you mean this is like the lingaholic the polyglottic um but yeah it's just like it's interesting now with even language apps so Cause it's kind of like, I haven't really tried it yet, but the, all the rage right now is uh, this app called Speakly. And uh, mm. I think it's just, even these apps are starting to trump each other after a few years. Like it's kind of started with Duolingo and then like commercially you had Babbel and well, the original was like Rosetta Stone. I think that was like the very first yeah. language. And all these programs are like, cause they're all trying to like, figure each other like this one does this crap this is crap so we're going to improve this improve this improve this so i just feel like the learning experience for language learners is just getting enhanced like
2: oh yeah big time
1: what is Speakly? uh
0: it's an app it's like seabolt's been on about it ricardo's been do
1: liking. you know what it is
0: it's just an app dude like it's just a, it's a language learning app. but it's all the rage so i'm just saying like in five years, something's probably gonna trump speakly. In another five years, someone's gonna trump that. Like I just
1: feel like Trump this, comes after there's trump.
0: this refinement. <laughs> yeah, and Trump's second Trump
1: emerges term. after a couple of iterations. No, no, no. no, but seriously, speakly.me, what the heck?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Everyone should go check it out. Like I've watched a few reviews and stuff. Like it's people love it. It's the language selection's not huge. Um
1: I gonna check it out.
0: Check it out. I'm just I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just uh, giving a a little uh, recommendation. But basically, my point is, like, even Frigg, when I started doing this hardcore in, like, 2011, 2012, like, when I really, really dived into language learning, like, what's just came about in those nine years has been pretty, like, wow. So, like, and if we're talking about, like, that technology... That exponential growth. Like, like yeah, definitely virtual reality. That's got it. Like video games designed um, to get people like the gamification of so many of these apps. Like, I don't know. There's just I feel like there's a lot, a lot that's gonna come about in the next while.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's it's really difficult. it's always really difficult to predict the future and just to see yeah. what kind of- like just to think of what kind of technologies will exist in, in, the, in the future. But I mean, we can, we can kind of guess.
1: Yeah. And,
2: I mean, that's just what we're doing right now. It's a fun activity.
0: No, <laughs> no, to speculate too. Uh, and then, okay, this, cause I listened to Azrin actually kind of the little episode. What is this going to mean? Is this going to cheapen the, like what kind of value are we going to hold on languages? If it's just something you can press a button and know. Or like, I, was, I put yeah, five years into learning Korean, you put five seconds in.
2: Like, yeah, but you know what? Here's so when, when you think, just forget about languages for a second. Just like think about any other kind of skill or yes, like, anything yes. that requires work to do in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, just think about all the things that are all the, all the processes that are simplified mm-hmm. in your life. Like, do you have to go to the well? For three hours a day to get water Uh
0: uh-huh yeah do you need to
2: like dig a hole in the ground and like refrigerate your food and like go hunting for food like that's the thing is is that
1: disrespectful to previous generations that that had to do all that. that manually
2: no, it's just no. at the time that's what was necessary. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. That's our fault. Like, if we if we're offended by how easy language yeah. learning is becoming, that's our problem.
2: Yeah. So right. we can either don't be so
1: offended, Ian. Yeah,
2: you can either <laughs> the to be attitude. Offended. No one cares about
1: your feelings. facts <laughs> don't care about your feelings. Bro. I'm the
0: one who taught you that attitude. I'm the punk rock guy here. Um
2: okay. So here's the thing: like, <laughs> so yes, language learning is getting easier. Yeah. And that just means yeah. that. that we're just going to be able to learn more languages, and yeah, some people. I was even thinking about this. I was thinking like, oh my god, like I've put so much time in this. Like I've got you've you've almost got like this feeling of pride, like yeah, like so yeah. much time, energy, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's it. basically pride. And, then, and then this technology comes along and just like completely erases that, Towards and it just it. makes you feel a little bit like jaded, right, or a little bit chapped, like yeah. Oh, God, like, why did you put all that time into that? Thing.
1: Too bad, man.
0: <laughs> well, no, I didn't. <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, you can just jump right into the fun stuff. Like, watch any Korean movie you want. Don't need subtitles. Just watching it, right? Or, yeah, but
2: this is something that we should embrace.
0: Yeah. So it could be in the sense of like just skip all the, <laughs> just jump right into the, like the immersion. You are now Korean, essentially.
2: Like, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because that's I was superhuman would- for sure. Yeah, and when you get to that point, I think it's hard for us to imagine like, okay, like once everything I need to do now to work towards is go- is not going to be necessary, I won't have to do any hard work in the future. Like I'm just going to get really lazy, but no, like us humans are very good at coming up with new problems. So in the future, we're going to have yeah. these new <clears throat> insanely complex problems to solve. So there's always going to be hard work
0: unless ai solves them all for us
2: but even then like there will always be problem no matter how advanced we get even if we merge with ai and we become like these super god beings like there's still gonna be things that we need to figure out
0: it's kind of funny i was talking with my buddy how white collar jobs are actually more threatened by ai than blue collar jobs really like like okay maybe you're gonna get a robot that's gonna come do your plumbing for you um in your bathroom but like in that in that documentary the first episode that guy's like do i want the robot who's done it a million times to give me open heart surgery or some old grizzled uh doctor who might not have a not might not be having a good day that day (laughs) i'm gonna choose the robot so or a lawyer like all the laws before like what is
1: considered a white collar job is it is a surgeon
0: a white collar job it's a good question exactly i just think lawyers doctors um engineers like i don't know
2: Mm. yeah i'm just telling you this is like the inevitable path that society is going to go because like if you compare like modern if you compare modern society so, like, you go back 10,000 years from now, which society would you rather live in? Like, you yeah. want to go somewhere where that has an average life expectancy of, like, 25 years old?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Like, but it's just that rate of change. So, like, mm-hmm. let's just take, okay, so 1980, 1981 to 2021, drastic change, huge change. 1581 to
1: 1621. <laughs> Not a ton of How change. How do you know? How do you know? Not Have you studied t- that? Have just, you studied that area? Joe Rogan. Oh, I'm actually God stealing. I'm
0: stealing this point from Joe Rogan, um, because yeah, it's just like yeah, that exponential change. Yeah, but here's the thing: there might be breakthroughs, the in, in, in the a, printing in presses years,
1: and... in 500 years. Maybe they're like from 1981 <laughs> to 2001. <laughs> No change, like, well, no, ch- they didn't even relative cars by then. Like, they didn't figure anything out, like, they just figured out how to make a computer like a little bit better. Now, we're like <laughs> yeah, using no. these neural link things, and we're no. they should make fun into of us. our brains. <laughs> I hope they're making fun of it, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, relatively, our progress might be BS no, compared to come their on, progress. Come on, 1581 to
0: 1621, there was not like. <laughs> Like radio Ian has a point here. Ian has radio a point. to end. Fee- no, and this is all ties into Moore's law, like the exponential. Well, yeah, okay, I'm making my enough. exponential point. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Okay. Okay. And I'm and I'm kind of making the same point that you're making. I'm t-
0: but no, in a thousand year if we're still on that exponential curve, like it'll be insanely different. Like that's exponential. It's not linear. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Like they should look at us like ants in a thousand years. Like, and what we know, but like. Okay, so then, I guess, like, the question... Okay, well, two things I want to talk about. Like, not just the future of language learning, but then the future of languages. Like, is it going to be English, Chinese, Spanish, obviously, always going to be a big player. I was watching a few videos today where saying everyone kind of forgets, like, how... I forget by which year. Like, Africa is projected to have, like, 4 billion people. At one point oh so actually God. le francais um people sometimes say like french is a dying language if they're only thinking like a european prospect but french could be like a
2: huge
0: global player like such as africa gets more and more developed so i'm just thinking like yeah like future language demographics is basically gonna settle that question no
2: you know, this is, this is really hard to answer because there's two things that come to play here. There's one, there's geopolitics, obviously. Yeah. And then the second one would be um, just like if language, like talking about Elon, Elon Musk's Neuralink, like mm-hmm. if language is going to be necessary. Because right. um, when you get into the whole idea of telepathy and being able to read people's minds, like, will language be necessary? That's or a good will be able to right? just, because how will we think?
0: Yes. Right? Like, like are we, we just... going to be
2: thinking in words? Or are we going to be thinking in abstract ideas? Like, how does that work?
0: No, I agree. This all might be a m- big moot point. Like, we'll just evolve out of what we're doing right now. And the way we'll be doing podcasts, it'll be like
1: Telecast, like Telepathcast, or like. <laughs> <something>
0: like- <laughs> It'll be wild. Well, so no, my, I agree. My
1: biggest question is if the Chinese can convince the world to start learning Mandarin or they so can scale it up. That's, geopolitics, geopolitics. That's growing. Of, it's growing. You, but I mean, like, yeah. here's the thing. In the future, so a lot of people, for example, in Europe, what happened in Britain pre that Brexit was that a lot of Europeans, Eastern Europeans, they all learned English and moved to the UK. Right. Like the, everyone just mm. wanted to move to the UK. A lot of people learn English so they can move to the States or Canada or anywhere, Australia, anywhere in yeah. English speaking countries just to make money because the economy is, tends to be better in English speaking countries. Right. Mm. So I'm wondering now when China becomes the biggest economic player, which it's on, on the pace planet, to be, which it is. Yeah. Then then I wonder if they're going to start attracting Uh, which they are, they're obviously, they're obviously attracting business, global and international business already. But if they're going to start attracting more economic migration, Mm -hmm. and if that happens, if they start attracting more uh, economic migration as their quality of life increases, right? And this is just going to get accelerated with the transition into electrifying everything because that's going to benefit China immensely. Then I wonder, I wonder if they're going to be able to convince more people to learn Mandarin. Because they already convinced Cody. Yeah. <laughs> One is <laughs> the question is are they gonna, are they going to convince us?
0: Um, I think there's two points that I've like noted about China. So their population is eventually projected to decline. Just no, it's already it's already slowing down their population growth, right? Right. So, so they're going to see a bit of a uh, reduction in terms of that. Secondly, like, yes, currently Chinese has the most, like Mandarin Chinese has the most speakers, like 1.3 billion, if I'm not mistaken, but it's concentrated within like just China itself and four other countries, if I'm mm-hmm. getting this all right. Whereas English is so expansive. So if you just, if you say like add up all the GDPs of the world where like English has taken over compared to China's, like, I think English still is way more massive, but Yes, if that if China becoming the biggest economic player and then say, I don't know, like with their whole um Silk, not Silk Road and you know, this that the is Belt the Silk Road initiative. Yes, yeah, yeah, that the is the Silk, Silk Road. Road Is that what they're calling <laughs> it? I thought it was the Beltway initiative. Or
2: oh, the, no, yeah, Silk. sorry,
1: the, the Belt. I thought that, are, oh, that was oh. the Silk Road. Well, I think it's like Silk Road 2.0, uh, 3.0. Yes, or, they're building. However, they're however like if you have... Give, they're giving people a bunch of loans, countries. Right, but then say you had like
0: Chinese communities moving like what like currently in tanzania i'm sure um chinese own a bunch of infrastructure but how many like chinese people are actually there and are they forming communities are they like bonding with the locals like i'm just curious of how
1: yes but um, my question is their influence if the people are they going to convince the people in tanzania to start learning mandarin
0: if it's economically advantageous,
1: yeah. Are they are, are the people in Tanzania going to be like, oh, look at these Chinese people? They're very rich and they're they live very they have a very high quality of life. I want to I want to move there. I want to start studying Mandarin. Well, why is everybody learning no. English
0: right now? But well, right.
1: just that, you ask anyone in Central America why they're studying and learning English. It's like, I want to I want to go to America and yeah, make exactly. money and you know right. the, the American dream
0: but not even like just say even to do business, right? Like the vendors in Puerto Vallarta don't want to necessarily move to United States or Canada, but they want to do business with me. That's for sure. Wait, that's I they want to again,
2: one thing that's driven so many people to learn English is the fact that um, Americans and Canadians and British people can't speak other languages. Whereas most uh, like pretty much every Chinese person who does business can speak English
1: right right yeah but but think about the advantage you have as an international businessman if you can speak mandarin right because you can can start riffing with with, right um, you can start riffing with the mandarin speaking people and they have a lot of money
0: even like decade by decade it's probably even more advantageous to Mm -hmm.
1: because i I mean like it's 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 an up-and-coming language that's what I'm trying to say. It's influential. Like if you could buy, like Cody, you've you've um, you've hit the jackpot. Like it's like buying Amazon before Amazon's stock. <laughs> bites, game right? stonk. game stock game stop. It's like China stock
2: market?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the,
0: oh yeah, language stock market's kind of like funny. Yeah, because that's analogy.
1: You have a good outlook there, right? You have an like increased in value. There's a really good um um ROI. A, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then I'd be like, well, I'm gonna learn mosquito and the hell with all of you guys. Like it's like, I don't know, it's it's, it's, a, it's such a personal thing too, like yeah says. Um, mm. but no, in terms of like projection wise and speaker wise, like like okay, and I guess like the India the next biggest country, like why are we counting on Hindi so much? But I guess English is already
1: Oh, I think that your highest rate down. of return is gonna be on Mandarin. Maybe, maybe Hindi, maybe Hindi, Hindi. Yeah, and add.
0: then when we're saying like, yeah, return on investment, I think this goes back to like incentives. Like last episode, you brought like Russia being a huge lingua franca of like the East, East Asia. So say like a return on investment for a traveler experience, Russia's got yeah. a huge upside.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much it's gonna increase though. Like strictly monetarily speaking. I'm, but I, I'm not strictly monetarily. Speaking. I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm just saying if you were, yeah,
0: But then this goes. Okay, so it, does Russia? I'd have to look at the projections of all their countries. But that's why that goes back to my Africa argument of four billion people, and a huge chunk of that's going to be in like there's 29 official French-speaking countries in Africa. Cool. So,
1: yeah, like yeah, that I mean, like they, they, the 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 seven largest. Sorry, seven out of the top 10 largest French speaking cities in the world are all in Africa, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kinshasa is number two after Paris.
0: So, sorry, no. Montreal. Pa- Paris
1: is no, 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 you're wrong. No, I'm you're right. wrong. I'm Paris like French- is number
0: one, Kinshasa is number two. <laughs> Write it down.
1: <laughs> it. No, 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 the number one's Africa, number one's Kinshasa
0: is not Parry how many people have we been looked paris? this
1: up before and you were like no it's Paris and I was like no it's not it what's the number
0: read me the numbers what's I'm gonna source?
1: read you the numbers Kinshasa number numero one wow Kinshasa says twelve million six hundred and ninety-one thousand what's Paris? paris is twelve million oh then that's recent
0: that's a recent overtaking one thousand like that's within it's, like last couple of years
1: at the in uh, Côte d'Ivoire Côte d'Ivoire, yeah Number four, guess what it is? Guess what, guess what number four is? Montreal. 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 Okay that's, okay, that's
0: yeah, that's fascinating. Because Kinshasa just took that over then.
1: So I know something extremely interesting. Out of the top five most uh, biggest French-speaking cities in the world, two mm-hmm. are in North America. Who would have known? What's mm-hmm. the second one, folks? Montreal and... Uh... Montreal, number four. What's number five? Ooh. Quebec City. Oh, come on. Quebec City is like 200,000. This I'm talking about play or two and a half. Ottawa? A city the a fifth city, biggest, two and a half million people live in the fifth biggest, fifth largest French speaking city North in the America world in what? North America. It's obvious.
2: No, it's not. Like, are Obvious. You including
1: Haiti? You bet I'm including Haiti. Well, Haiti's not oh, part of North America. That's, that's a
0: misleading that question. No, that's not that... that's in the Caribbean. That's not part of North America. Okay, what continent is the Caribbean? Is it it's South not America? A not North it's America. A it's not a continent.
1: <laughs> it's not a continent.
0: Invalid question. It, it's but not yes. a continent. Yeah, Port-au-Prince. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No it's
1: the Caribbean and North America? So, okay.
0: All right. We don't have to get into the weeds of this um <laughs> yeah. yeah french north yeah. america
1: and the caribbean
0: i'll have to we'll have to get like there's so much fascinating stuff with french too just in like even louisiana and uh like mm-hmm, to go on about but yeah like these top these biggest languages it's just going to be curious what who overtakes who kind of into the into the future because like Spanish too, right? Like by 2050, the USA is going to be the biggest Spanish-speaking country, if that projection's still on Mm. on the mark. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, and I guess the thing is, like, I guess you can go from like if someone still wanted to, they could still do language learning the old school way. Like, you don't have to buy into all the tech.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing: like, we. We kind of like look down on people who do that. Because like
0: what if they're speaking perfectly fine though?
2: How many people would like go to the library and just like only use books and refuse to use?
0: Okay. Only, yeah, only use that. Right. To be like, Hey, this thing called Duolingo. (laughs) Get your feet wet and like Mm -hmm. but um yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think people just become more aware of the language learning world and the tools, because that's ultimately what I view all this as. Just what's the tool that Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy using, I'm going to enjoy learning with, and then ultimately it's going to get me to my goal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's uh, just like, why would you make things harder on yourself? Right. Like in the future, like who knows, maybe if Marcus is wrong and we are able to download languages to our brain. And let's say, let's say, for example, it takes like a day or to like, right. a language into your brain and then you're gonna be choosing from different options and you know now how download speeds are a little bit different sometimes so maybe one language will take like two days you're gonna complain about that you're really like, off oh, two days <laughs> for the whole language? i'm not gonna waste time on that.
1: <laughs> i don't know i but think then- you're gonna go extinct before that happens honestly that'd be my bet
0: yeah, you, know, then,
2: you don't know, and I don't. Know. But
0: okay, here's the thing: like, if you download French, we just gave like, am I going to speaking like Kinshasa French, Port-au-Prince French? Do I get to pick? Like, do I get? It's all there. Like, I know
2: this is a very like that's where like, like what's
0: happened to culture? Like, we're we still going to like mm-hmm. the tech revolution. So, yeah, like with every new advance, I'm sure a little bit of something is lost. Mm-hmm. Like, not to be a luddite like just
2: yeah it's true though it's true
0: yeah so i mean it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting so i
2: just okay i want to mention one more thing and then maybe we should start wrapping up luddite that's a good word man so um earlier we were talking about like this whole idea of language learning this this whole hobby of language learning that we have like this Mm -hmm. might be dead in 10 15 years and you know what if that's the case like, sure, this is something I really enjoy doing now. But if that's the case, then so be it. And if we yeah. end up extending our lives, I was just thinking of the possibilities. Like, if I could live for not even if I could live forever,
0: but if 500 I could live years, for
2: like, like 300 years, 400 300. years, 500 years, like everything I'm doing in my life right now is because of limitations and restrictions that I have. Like, if I had the option to live for 500 years, I would be living my life in a completely different way.
0: Right. Right. right and right.
2: also, if you combine this with virtual reality and the fact that like, you could like literally transplant plant yourself into like any kind of world that you would want to create and have it to your own liking. Like, do I would do like everything imaginable? Like, I would live a life as an astronaut. I would go back in time and be like, a samurai warrior (laughs) I would just like do all these different like really crazy adventurous things like and you you know how amazing that would be like I'm really really hoping that we'll be able to see a future like that because that would be incredible
0: yeah I'm just looking up did you guys ever see the movie Arrival
2: yeah
1: you bet i did
0: yeah that's that's, that's something i think about like f- futuristic languages and the shape of things um but yeah yeah man like you're right because and it goes back to my point like would you be appreciating like yeah let's say like yeah like ian you're gonna live for 500 years now would i be appreciating every single day Quite as much would I be trying to? I
2: think you would. I think you would be on a different paradigm. Yeah, a different
0: paradigm. You're right. The paradigm would be
2: because when you have that, you have like, sure, you've got all this time, but then you think like, I can do so many cool things. Like everything in your regular life that you wish you could do. Like, oh, like I wish I could be a world explorer. Like I wish I could be like a UN. Exactly. or i wish right. I could like a your variety
0: the, the spice of life would just like
2: yeah you could do you could literally so become much. anything you wanted
0: yeah well then and especially if you could learn it like instantaneously
2: like that just that just blows my mind
0: no man it's it's uh what's that chinese saying may you live in interesting times so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah lots a of point. lots of sayings here. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, or or we could just destroy ourselves with nuclear weapons <laughs> and then and be done with it. To, yeah, you can go back to square one.
0: <laughs> Aliens take me before that happens. I'll come aboard. <laughs> I'll come aboard your your experiment. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be. This is like a long term thing. This is <laughs> this isn't something we're gonna. Find out uh, next week. It's just going to be something to keep tabs on continually. Yeah. So yeah, boys. It's a brave new world. (laughs) Mundo, ¿cómo se dice en español? Mundo rieso. El mundo nuevo y valiente, algo así. Sí. Pinche traducciones literales. All right. So uh, next week we're gonna we bring it home a little to Canada and our sport of hockey because the, the Hockey Night in Canada multilingual edition I believe has been I think I don't know if it's exactly confirmed but um, from our one guest he's told me they're calling the game in uh, Cantonese next week so on next week's episode um, talking to him a gentleman from Sportsnet who is part of uh, Hockey Night in Punjab which has been a big thing here in Canada for quite a while. And then potentially as well, uh, the Vietnamese caller. And just talking about, I think, yeah, talked a lot about the world today and languages. So maybe bring it home here to Canada and the yeah. language <laughs> that's happening here and uh, um, how people are how people are experiencing the languages here in Canada land. So, yeah, maybe that's, uh, that's up on the horizon. So uh any final word gentlemen for episode 37 here
1: oh i thought that was uh we had a pretty good discussion there
0: Fun,
2: fun. Mm-hmm. yeah all that right. was that was really good let's let's cool. let's we gotta like come back to to reality though
0: back to reality
2: oh wait a minute though this, is, this isn't reality this is all just a simulation
0: <laughs> this is a simulation the a simulation of lingolics podcast all right over and out ciao ciao,
1: ciao.